All right, Mana, module number 12. This is module 12.5, The Power of Praise. Okay. Opening paragraphs. Praise is the most effective missile that is to be launched into the spiritual atmosphere. It carries the powerful name of Jesus, affirms the power of the blood of Jesus, and delivers the word of God into every situation. Praise brings what? Heaven to earth. Praise brings heaven to earth. One of the three major weapons in the spiritual kingdom. The name of Jesus, yep. Name of Jesus. What else? Yes. And the word of God. Okay, these are launched through the mouth. The missiles, these warheads are attached to the missiles. We, we launch them by what? By speaking What is it? Declaration. Declaration, yes. You shall declare a thing. Declaration, what else? Prayer. Prayer, yeah. <coughs> Praise. Prophecy. Are you reading them off, are you? No. All right. What else? Um, word of knowledge. No? Well, it could be. Oh, study. Preaching. And, uh, study. And loosing and... Binding and loosing. Binding. One, two, three. There's one more, I think. Confession. Confession. Thank you. So... Just trying to cover up. Yeah, come on. Okay, so um, we 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 know that we can be effective in the spiritual world by these things: by declaration, by prayer, by praise, by preaching. All these things are available to us to uh, win and to set people free and to set our situations free, and to be able to walk in victory. And uh, the one tonight is the power of praise, and I think this is, this is a, a real... Have you got notes? Oh, I didn't bring any pens tonight. Over there. Anyone else want one? Okay. So praise can lift the flagging spirit, break through the gates of hell and create an atmosphere of faith in which the spirit of God and angels can create miracles to bring heaven's best into earth's worst. And so we, as we go through the scriptures, and there's a lot of scriptures to find tonight and just go through, see what the Bible says about what is praise, uh, how does it work and uh, what happens uh, when we uh, have a praising attitude. I will praise the Lord or I will bless the Lord at all times. It's a great secret. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Psalm 34, that's our verse tonight, and it's an important one. All right, we need people to look up these scriptures. Who's got, the, who's got A? I need someone to look up those Psalms. Thanks, Wayne. Okay, B? Thank you, Janet. C? Thank you, Kerry. Kerry's got it. D? Thanks, Marcus. E? Yeah. Thank you, uh, Martin, uh, F, and someone else. Thanks, Sophia. Yes, G. All right. So why 
why we should praise God. Why, why is it important to have a praising, thankful attitude? You know, uh, a, lot, a lot of the Psalms are just this. David, in his life, if you know anything about David's life, it wasn't all uh, roses for him. He went through some pretty deep things. Uh, he had some great victories. But his, he, he wrote these Psalms. He had a great attitude towards life. He had a great attitude towards his circumstances. He had a great attitude towards God. He had this thankful attitude of gratitude, which he just kept uh, believing for the best. And think if you read many of the Psalms, they go through and it's on. The, the, the situation's overwhelming me. Uh, my friends are against me. Uh, everyone. You know, in the street they abuse me, and then he finishes the last couple of verses. Yet I will trust in the Lord with all my heart. I will praise Him. I will believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And he and he finishes, and he comes to that point of just saying, "All the yes, there's this, but my attitude is I believe in God will turn these things for good." It's a great attitude and gives a faith environment for the Spirit of God to work in. Um, like we said, if, we, if all we're confessing is the problem, you know, faith does not deal with problems. Faith deals with answers. If all you're doing is in prayer, repeating the problem, all you're doing is establishing the problem. That is not faith. You do not need faith for the problem. You've already got it. So there's no use continuing to repeat to the Lord the problem. You need to think, what is the answer to the problem? What would God's answer be? What would God be thrilled to see in this situation and begin to confess that and begin to thank God for the answer? That's where faith hinges. What is the will of God in this thing? What can God see? And we begin to thank him in anticipation of those. things. We begin to praise him that he's already working on our tomorrow. And so we, we get this attitude of praise. Why we sh should we praise? Okay, A. Who's got A? Psalm 117, yeah, 1. I, I okay. Praise the Lord, all nations everywhere. Praise Him, all the peoples of the earth. For He loves us very dearly, and His truth endures. Praise the Lord. Okay, and the next one, Psalm 47, 1. Yep. Hallelujah. Yes, praise the Lord. How good is it to sing His praises? How delightful and how bright. And how right it is. So, you know, God says, praise, praise the Lord. Praise God. Whatever situation we find ourselves, uh, praise God and, and there's a real release in our spirits. Uh, because your spirit is alive. Your spirit believes the best. Your spirit believes the book. Your spirit believes this. And the Holy Spirit, uh, who, who, when you're born again, who is now... Uh, become one with your spirit, when they are in agreement, then we've got to teach our spirits, how, our souls, how to live. We've got to instruct out of our spirit, we've got to instruct our soul how to live. If you haven't heard the series that we do on living out of your spirit, Sophia touches it on foundations, and, but we do it in mana, but it won't come around for a little while yet. Um, so there it is. Now B, because second thing, why we should praise God? Because God inhabits or lives in the praises of his people. Psalm 22, 3. Who's got that? Oh, was I doing 22, 3? I don't know. What have you got? B? I've got 84, 4 to 7. I've got C. Okay, well, I think... I can do 
Okay, who's got it? I can do it. I can do it, Ian. <laughs> what, you, what a chip. Here she comes. Yet you are holy enthroned on the praises of Israel. Yet you are holy and enthroned. Enthroned in the praises of Israel. Now this is a great principle. You see, the praises of God's people brings the throne of God or the authority of God uh, and, and places it into each into the situation. And so when we're praising God, his authority is, is there. And uh, the, the, the power of God and the, and the presence of God is the thing that, that changes lives. That's what changes lives. Like in our services, we're praising God. You can't change somebody, you know, but the Spirit of God can. And, and he, his throne and his authority is, 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 is built into the situation when God's people begin to praise him. It gives him room to move. It scares the demons rigid. When God's people begin to thank God, begin to praise God for, uh, all, for who he is and what he can do. But we'll see more of this as we go on. All right, C. Thanks, Janet. Did you have C? Yeah. Okay. Those who dwell in your house, they will still be praising you. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. The rain also covers it with pools. They go from street to street. Each one appears before God in Zion. Okay, so this is talking about someone who goes through the valley of Baca. So the word Baca is the valley of weeping. And, and, but he praises God in it. He begins to pray. He begins to believe for the best. He says, God, I don't know what's going on, but I'm trusting in you, and I pray you are a great God, and you are going to turn this to good somewhere down the track, and I'm believing you, and I'm trusting you for, for a divine intervention. And it says, they go from strength to strength. Praise will strengthen you. There is great power in your life when you are a praising person. All right? And uh, so, D, because praise honors God. Whoever offers praise glorifies me. And to whom, uh, sorry, and to him who orders his, uh, his conduct aright, I will show the salvation of God. Sorry to bring my glasses. <laughs> you can bring your glasses because you need longer arms. <laughs> okay, just give us the first phrase again. Uh, whoever offers praise glorifies me. So whoever offers praise glorifies God. Okay, so it's honouring to God to be praising him. So we need to do that. It honours God. Uh, e, because it is a good thing. Psalm 92. E, who's got E? Come in. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High. It is a good thing. It is a good thing to sing praise to the Lord. It's a good thing. Okay, F. Uh, yeah, 341. Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise from the upright is beautiful. Okay, Psalm 147, one again. Psalm 147, one is uh, praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant and praise is beautiful. Yes. So praise is beautiful. It's a great thing. It is right. 
It is comely for the upright. It is, it is a good thing to do. And last, G, because of his benefits. Psalm 103. Praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all our sins and heals all our diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Okay, good. Psalm 107. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men, for he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Yes, so we give thanks to God for his benefits. Praise the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all his benefits. And sometimes, you know, when you get down to things and you, you, you wonder what on earth is going on, you just need to instruct your soul, praise God, hallelujah, remember what he's done for you. Because our souls tend to get emotionally um, uh, in a turmoil about our situations. And we get all ourselves in a tiz. And our emotions can be... Uh, sad, become angry, become um, miserable uh, in that area of our soul. And so here David is instructing his soul, his spirit is instructing, he said, bless the Lord, O my soul, praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Uh, bless the Lord, O my soul, and, and it talks about who heals all your diseases, he's forgiven all your iniquities. You know, and he begins to recount what God has done for him. Hallelujah. And so we begin to praise God for these things and begin to thank him. And it is a great thing to do that. It is comely, it is upright, it is good. Uh, God, uh, God inhabits the praises or dwells in the praises. His presence is drawn. He's enthroned in the praises of his people. And it is a power for the weird. On Sundays, uh, when we come together as a church or, or in, in life group or whatever, we're singing or just at home, you put on a put on a praise uh, CD or something, or put it on Spotify. You get all the you get everything. Everything is on Spotify. Um, you just put it, and push the button, and download anything that you want, and uh, and, and you can worship God. You can praise God. And as you do that, it's a great thing. And on Sunday when we come together and praise, begin to pray, we're not just singing. My spirit is not interested in just singing. I can sing anywhere. I can sing and enjoy that. That's emotional. It's in the soul area. And it's good. It's fine. But praise and worship comes from the spirit of a person. It is our spirit. It is not. And we are beginning to praise God. And when, you know, in, in, in churches that are growing like crazy and where scores of people are coming to the Lord, you will find almost without exception those churches are strong in their worship and their praise because praise breaks through. Praise acknowledges God. God inhabits the praise of his people. The spirit of God is drawn to that. And so... Um, I'm not. I, I'm happy to sing songs, but more than that, I want to praise God. Hallelujah! I want to worship God, and uh, it becomes a strong thing. How should we praise God? All right, we better. Have, there's a whole bunch of these scriptures. So you're going to help me here, please. Yeah. A. Who's got A? Thank you. Can you see it? Yeah. I'll Excellent. Not okay. Who's got B? There's a few scriptures for B, please. Come on, Mom. That's you. 
She won't find them all. Will she? I'll do, I'll do half of it. Okay, you, you two, you two have got B. Who's got C? Thank you. Who's got D? Psalm 66. Thank you. Tiava. Who's got E? Psalm 69. You're a champion. F. Who's got F? Thank you. Who's got G? Thank you. Who's got H? Wayne, you've got H, mate. Who's got I? Sylvia, you've got I. Can you? Sylvia's got it. Janet, you've got J. Okay. Better start finding Nehemiah now. Take a while. (laughs) 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 Who's got K? Thank you, Sophia. L. 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 I need someone. I'll do L. Okay. Here we go. Oh no! I need someone. Someone for M. Okay, so if you can do that, you can find all those. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> okay, now this is important, especially if you're not used to uh, used to the freedom of our worship and our type of church. Um, we uh, we need to know how should we praise God. Okay, A. Okay. I bless our God, you, you, know, you people, and make the voice of His praise to be heard. Okay, make the voice of his praise. You cannot praise God silently. You sort of can. You sort of can. You can think, but it's not until you begin to speak praise and begin to thank God verbally and, and, and let the praise of our God be heard. Okay, next one there. It's 98.4. Shout joyfully to, to, to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth in song, rejoice and sing praises. Yeah. Shout joyfully all the earth. Shout joyfully, yeah? So this is not a quiet thing. You know, you don't go down to, to Eden Park uh, to, to uh, see the All Blacks play and you all stand there and you, you, you're all standing there. There's 50,000 of us standing there like this, thinking... <laughs> that was good. It doesn't happen. You know... <laughs> We're not that sort of people. When something good is happening, we express it, yes? And uh, so there it is. Okay, next. B with shouting. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises. Yes, okay, good. Next one. Psalm 35, 27. Let those who delight in my righteousness shout for joy and be glad to say evermore, great is the Lord who delights in the welfare of his servant. So shout to the Lord. Yeah, okay. Psalm 132, verse 9. Let your priests be clothed with righteousness, right living and right standing with God, and let your saints shout for joy. Okay, 1 Chronicles 15, 28. Almost there. Almost there. (laughs) Sorry, my phone doesn't let me have thumbnails. (laughs) When all things are subjected to him, then the Son himself will also be subjected to him, who put all things in subjection under him, that God may be all in all. You sure you've got the right verse? 1415? Isn't it 1528? It's got here. Did I, did I click the wrong one? Hang on. 1 Corinthians. Yeah, that's 1528. Oh, 
I've got it. I've got it. Don't worry, Ian. I've got it. I've got it. I thought that sounded a bit off. So it's not quite. I mean, I, I could easily get, I could put the wrong verse in here. Don't worry. <laughs> And when you hear a sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry or palm trees, then go out to battle, for God has gone out before you to smite the Philistine host. All right, so when you hear, they went out with a shout, and they began to shout and praise God, and there was a great victory in that particular passage. So shouting is okay. And, and again, um, we say, well, somebody said, well, you know, you don't need to shout. G'day, Nigel. Well done, mate. Come all the way up. Just grab some notes there. Um, somebody said, well, well, you know, you don't need to shout. You know, God's not deaf, which is true. But he's not nervous either. You know, he's not going to fall off the throne. Who's that noisy joke? Look, when God does something for you, again, you don't... In the natural, the natural response to some great event is... To begin to shout and yay, great try, yes, or you know something's happened, and, and, and so what sort of response do you think we should have to the resurrection of Jesus, <clears throat> who comes out of the grave after being three days in the grave, comes out alive and well with the keys of death and hell, saying I've overcome, and we stand there, the church stands there and, say, and says. <coughs> that's interesting. <laughs> you know, if, if that's our response, we haven't got it. We haven't understood what, what Jesus has accomplished, yeah? So, so we, uh, there is a place. Okay, we're singing Psalms 47 6. C, are you C? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, this, this, there's unrest in the house. Sing praises to God, sing praises, sing praises to our kings, sing praises. Okay, sing praises to God, sing praises. Yes, and the other one? So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my mind. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my mind. So singing is a great way to praise God. With thanksgiving, Psalms 69.30. E. Yes, Tiava, is it? Yes. Thank you. Doesn't matter, give it to me again, loud and clear. Shout joyful praises to God, all the earth. Sing about the glory of his name. How glorious he is. Okay, so there is a, a, a praising with thanksgiving of who he is and Lord, what you have you've done. That's great. Okay, next one. I will praise God's name in song and glorify him with thanksgiving. Okay, good. That's great. A joyful noise with thanksgiving. With speaking in, uh, with speaking in tongues. Who's got that? Yeah. Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own tongues, the wonderful works of God. So here we're on the day of Pentecost. They were baptized in the Holy Spirit. They all began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them the words. And the people of the day who were gathered for the Feast of Pentecost on this particular day, 50 days, that's what the word Pentecost means, 50 days after Passover, Jesus was crucified on the cross on the day 
of Passover. So uh, while the high priest was uh, killing the lamb on the Day of Atonement, on that same hour, Jesus was dying on the cross as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He fulfilled the type of the Passover. Fifty days later, the Jews were back in Jerusalem, celebrating from all over. All the men were to gather every year to these three feasts, the Feast of Passover, the Feast of Pentecost, and the Feast of Tabernacles. So here they are 50 days after Passover. They're back in Jerusalem from all over the area. And uh, uh, on that day, that was to celebrate the giving of the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments. Fifty days after the Passover lamb was slain and the people came out of Egypt with the mighty hand of God, fifty days later, Moses receives the Ten Commandments and the Levitical law on, the Mount, on Mount Sinai. That day, uh, because they... Approached too close to God. God said, keep off the mountain. 3,000 people were slain that day. 50 days after Jesus had died on the cross, the feast of Pentecost, Pentecost meaning 50, the Jews have celebrated the giving of the law. The Spirit of God is outpoured on that day and the church is born. That day, that exact day, 3,000 people are born again of the Spirit of God. Fulfilling the type or the picture that was back then given on the feast years before. And so those things, and, and I'll, I'll deal sometime with the different feasts, but the, the Old Testament is there for our example. Everything in the Old Testament is a picture looking forward to what God would do in the New Testament. And all the, 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 those things are very detailed and uh, they, you can get bored out of your head, but Jesus fulfills them uh, in the New so those things become important. And we can praise God with our spiritual language. I can sing in, in, in English and I can sing in tongues. I can pray in my language. I can pray in tongues any time that I so choose to do because I am filled with the Holy Spirit and I have the ability to pray. And that is a great gift. There's times when you don't know how to pray. I pray in my prayer language because the Bible says we pray in the will of God. And God understands it, and it is a powerful prayer, and it is a powerful praise when we're singing. And so those things become important. Um, we are going on the, when the church celebrates the, the day of Pentecost in Excite, we are going to have a Sunday on the, thing, on the baptism in the Holy Spirit, and, and we're going to have probably an evening service as well. We're going to pray for people to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's in June. Um, and become, I'll be taking that with Sophia. So there we are. What else have we got? With laughter, Psalm 126. Who's got that one? Uh, I've got that. Good. Um, when the Lord brought back the, brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was, was filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. And they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. So, when God does something for you, these people have been in captivity for years, and, and, and when they were set free, God turned their captivity, and they were just filled with joy. They were just praising God and laughing and just rejoicing in God. Uh, you might have, may or may not have noticed that uh, Sophie and I prayed for a lady uh, Sunday before last, was it? 
and uh, and she the, the presence of God was so strong she couldn't stand, and she went down on the, under the presence of God, and she began to laugh and laugh and laugh, and, and she talked to Sophia on Sunday, and what did she say? She just your whole life has just changed. Yeah. I mean, she's sixty odd, but she's the Holy Spirit touched her, and your whole life changed. Yes. She came forward for she was the one who said, oh, I've got the skin disease. And remember I gave that word of knowledge and that when I was preaching, and she she was that one and, and she she had been asking the Lord about it that morning. He said, Lord, you've got to help me. This thing is breaking out on me, down my neck and everywhere. And uh, the Holy Spirit told me there'd be someone like that. And uh, she that healing is, is is well on its way. And then there was another girl we prayed for, a little girl, Alice. And she was covered in eczema, and her mum told me on Sunday she's totally healed, except for one little spot. And uh, the grandmother said, I don't believe in this God thing, but I'll tell you what, if your God can heal Alice of eczema, I'll come to church. <laughs> so Alice's mum said, Mum, you better get ready. <laughs> so, you know, again, it was one of those things. All right, so with musical instruments, I don't think we're not going to stop on this because it's going to go for a long time. We need to move on. And you can read these at home. So we praise God with musical instruments. Psalm 150 says, Were they ever the trumpet and the trombone and the lyre? And, and thank goodness it doesn't say bagpipes. Um, but, the, you know. Well, Ruth is disappointed, but we turn it to the scriptures and say, No, nah, it's not there. And. Uh, so there, by bowing and kneeling before him, sometimes you just want to kneel. Sometimes, you, you know, you're just there and, 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 and it's a way of praise. With the clapping of hands, Psalm 47 talks about clapping of hands as praise. With the lifting up of hands. Uh, so when they were praising God, they often lifted their hands before God and worshipped him. Lamentations 3.41 says, Let us lift up our hearts and our hands unto God in the heavens. One version says, Lift up our hearts with our hands unto God in the heavens. And sometimes, you know, you're standing in the presence of God and you just lift your heart before the Lord and it's just like you're, you're just opening. You're just opening. You're just available to him. And you're just standing in his presence, worshipping him. But you're open. You're, you're thanking him, you're praising him, you're just available to him. It's a great thing to do. And with the dance. So it's quite legitimate to dance and, and to rejoice and to praise God in those ways. And there's all sorts of scriptures there that you can look up later on. Why should we praise God? When should we praise God? Continuously. Psalm 34, 1, that's our scripture. It's our scripture. What does it say there over the page? Back the page. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. In other words, it's a heart attitude. And you just turn and see your natural thank thankfulness to the Lord, and it's a good thing. Uh, Ecclesiastes says, is the scripture that says there's a time for everything. There's a time to plant. There's a time to, to, to weed. There's a time to mourn, there's a time to, 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 to dance, to sing, and so on. And there's a time to give and there's a time to withhold. And, and so there's a, there's a time to dance and a time to mourn. And so those scriptures are there. So we continually praise God, yes? And uh, we're, we're Ephesians 5, I'll just get, get that for you. Ephesians 5, verse 18, um, says this. 
5, 18, 19 to 20, says this. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it's an attitude of thankfulness. Singing, sing and make music in your hearts to the Lord. Uh, most of us need to put on some other music to us to keep in tune. Or that, but, you know, I do that. I have a, uh, this fellow Terry McAlman is my latest guy that I listen to, and he's, and he's written a couple of CDs uh, and produced them that are just for your quiet time. Just, and I just put them on when I'm having my Bible reading, and, and he just, it's, it's just amazing. Just amazing. And so I worship the Lord and, and, and with, with that. I just put the music on in the background. Okay, the power of praise. The power of praise. Psalm 149. Let's go there. Psalm 149. How are you going? You hanging in there? Yeah. You're doing all right? Sing to the Lord a new song, his praise in the assembly of the saints. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the people of Zion be glad in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing and make music to him with tambourine and harp. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with salvation. Let the saints rejoice in this honor and sing for joy on their beds. May the high praises of God be in their mouth and a double-edged sword in their hands to inflict vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with fetters, their nobles with shackles of iron, to carry out the sentence written against them. This is the glory of all his saints. So we're shifting here and we're thinking about the power of praise to carry out the purpose of God against those that would try and oppose him and try and block him. Remember that the two-edged sword is found where? In our... What's in his mouth? Yes. Which, uh, so Hebrews 4.12 talks about that. <laughs> Hebrews 4.12. The word of God needs to be in our mouth. That's how we launch the word of God. It's great to have the word of God in the Bible, but it says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. And so the, the word of God is a very helpful thing that just helps us distinguish between what is spirit and what is soul. The word of God can pierce. Sometimes when you're reading the Bible, it just tells you what's right and what's not right. When you're facing a, a situation, you think, oh man, that's the answer to that. That's what's going on there. And sometimes it just helps us to, to, to discover that what we're facing is not just a soul thing, not just a thing in our emotions, but it's actually got a spiritual root to it. And so the Word of God can give us revelation on those things. So the Bible says the Word of God is sharper, is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. In Revelation chapter 1 and verse 16, when the vision of Jesus, it says here, in the right hand he held several stars, and out of his mouth came a sharp, double-edged sword. And so the word of God is in our mouths, and that's as a powerful weapon uh, that we can uh, use. The high praises of God, it says in that Psalm 149, is to bind the kings with chains, their nobles with shackles of iron. You see, the weapons of our warfare, Corinthians 10, are not 
natural weapons. We've talked about this. You cannot win a spiritual battle with natural resources because it's spiritual. You can do all you like, but if it's a spiritual problem and the thing that's holding up the purpose of God is spiritual, natural means will not shift it. One of the things that does shift things in the spirit world is the high praises of God. That we begin to sing, we begin to thank God. Sometimes when I'm praying and when I'm just worshipping God, sometimes there's a shift and you really begin to become strident in your thanksgiving and praise. It comes an anointing of God comes, and you really begin to praise God and something is shifting in the spirit world. Uh, and, and so those times are important times for us. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4, 5, and 6 in the Living Bible says, I use God's mighty weapons, not those made by men, to knock down the devil's strongholds. These weapons can break down every proud argument against God and every wall that be built to keep men from finding him. With these weapons, I can capture rebels and bring them back to God and change them into men whose hearts desire is obedience to Christ. So praise is like that. Praise is like praise has a power in the spirit realm. And so we begin to praise him, we begin to thank him, we begin to worship him, begin to thank him, forget, begin to recount the benefits that God's given, begin, begin to thank him for the victory of the cross, begin to praise him for who he is. Hallelujah. You're a great God, you're a mighty God. And if you're not, not, not sure or too eloquent in those things, turn to a psalm and find a psalm that praises God and away you go and begin to, 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 to read it out loud. Honey, God is here. It's Psalm 46. God is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, I'm not going to fear though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. And so on. And I begin to praise God using the Psalms, you see. And that is a great... Or I'll sing them. You don't want to hear me singing, but I do that in my... I have a quiet time. I have a noisy time. Okay, so, so you know, it, it can be either way. Um, but because I want... It's, see, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so we begin to, to, to praise him and begin to thank him. And there it is. So, Second Chronicles 20. Let's go there. Second Chronicles 20. This is on page 625. <laughs> <laughs> so here they are. They've got, a, they've got a problem. King Jehoshaphat, I think it is. Yes. A fast army, verse 2, is coming against him. And uh, alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. And the people, verse 4, the people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. So, verse 13, all the men of Judah with their wives and children, little ones, stood there before them. You've got to, this must have been a frightening thing. You know, they're in the city, the walled cities, and, uh, and they're behind the walls, and here comes this huge thousands and thousands of men, armed men, coming to just take them out. Yeah? And they're just surrounding the city, and here's this group of people inside the city. The city... The, 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 the gates are up um, and, and they're locked in, yeah? And, and it must have been absolutely frightening for them. So here they are. 
Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Yahaziel, son of Zechariah, the son of Benai, the son of Jael, the son of Madani, Levi, and the descendant of Asaph, as he stood in the assembly. He said, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up and tell, give them some instructions. You will not have to first 17 fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. Go out, face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. Jehoshaphat bowed with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down and worshipped before the Lord. Then some Levites from the Kohathites stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. So they received the word of the Lord. God saying, you're going to be all right. I'm going to move. I'm going to protect you. So what do they do? They worship. They receive it. They say, Thank you. They believe it. Most of us would say, well, we better talk with my mate about this. And, and I'll just have a, have a think about this. And, and No, they just believe the word of the Lord. And then they began to praise God. Some of them began to praise God, the worshippers, and, and they, with, a, with a loud voice. And uh, they set out in the morning, it says there, have faith in the Lord your God and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets and you will be successful. And after, verse 21, after consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army, saying, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. So Jehoshaphat says, we're going to be, praise God. So we're going to you know, get your choirs together and we're going to send out the choir at the head of the army. You say, I don't think I'll, I've got a sore throat. I don't think I can do this this morning. I think I might be staying. I, 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 I can't sing this while I'm staying in. Who wants to go out into battle against the, the thousands of the army just singing? You say, it's stupid. It's crazy. What a stupid thing to do. But as they began to sing and praise the Lord, praise the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah and they were defeated. The men of Ammon and Moab rose up against the men from Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. After they finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they helped to destroy one another. It was such a confusion. The armies got into confusion. They didn't know who they were fighting. And the people are singing and praising God. They didn't have to see it's a spiritual battle. It says, it says when the people came out of Egypt with Moses, he said God won a great victory against the gods of Egypt. So it, was, it wasn't just a nation. It wasn't just Pharaoh enslaving them. It was the spiritual spirits behind the thing that uh, needed to be defeated. And so uh, praise is a great thing. They attacked the enemy with the weapons of praise. Uh, in the, tri the tribe of Judah was the tribe of praise. Judah means praise. It was prophesied by Moses that Judah's voice would be heard. In, in Deuteronomy 30, when Moses was, uh, when, sorry, when Jacob was dying, it wasn't Moses, it's Jacob, I think. Uh, I have to check on that. Uh, must have been Jacob. Uh, Judah, and he prophesied, said, Judah's voice will be heard. Judah means praise. And that tribe, in Judges 20 and verse 18, it says, who's to lead us into battle? Always the tribe of Judah. The tribe of Judah went first into every battle. They were the praying. They were the singers. 
They were the ones who praised God. And this is the way to lead. When you're being pressed in, when you are being uh, attacked, when your situations are starting to, 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 to hem you in, then you need to begin to praise God, hallelujah, and begin to thank God for all his goodness. And just begin to praise him because God inhabits and is enthroned in the praises of his people. I've put down here, uh, this, this happened to me uh, some years back now, and uh, at the, the, the church, uh, we were just singing, and then the church went into, into, into a real time of exultant praise. I mean, it shifted. And the people were just standing, and, and often we don't do this very well in our church yet, but it will come. But at the end of a song, the praise was just, the, the song was going, the singing came to the end, and, the, and, and then we just began to sing freely. As the music just began to keep playing, everybody just sang a free song of their own. They began to praise God and just kept singing and praising God and thanking God. And it just went on for, for minutes. And, uh, and, and in the church there in Glen, we were blessed with great musicians. And we had, uh, we had a beautiful Rogers organ and we had, uh, we had three trumpet players. And one of them was New Zealand's number one trumpet player. And when this fella would start to play in the spirit, I mean, the presence of God would just come into the place. And the other trumpets would join in, and, and the music and the guitars and the drums, and we're just singing and praising God, hallelujah, and thanking him for all of his goodness. And God began to, the, the video came on. That, that I, in my mind, I began to see, and I've written it down. I was given a vision many years ago during a meeting where the high praises of God were in the mouths of the people. There was a sustained time of exultant praise, singing in the spirit and high-flowing worship and praise that ebbed and flowed over many minutes. As the church was praising God, I saw in vision angels laying paving stones through difficult terrain. So this is what I'm seeing. I'm seeing, it was like going through, through a jungle. And these angels were going and they were clearing, clearing the jungle and laying down these paving stones through this difficult, difficult terrain. And as the church was praising God, and then I, 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 I saw, uh, following the angels were people from the church who were at the forefront of evangelism. Some were missionaries that we'd sent out to other lands. Two were evangelists from the church. We had two evangelists working full-time from the church. One was Barry Smith, and, the, and, and, and there was Jack Lloyd. They were traveling the country. Others were our soul winners. And I saw these people. All of a sudden, it was difficult for them. And all of a sudden, the pathway began to clear and they could just, they were making progress. They were moving forward and people were giving their hearts to the Lord. And it was as the home church is beginning to praise God, God is working in the realm of the Spirit to prepare the way for evangelism. Hallelujah. And, and, and so, you know, we, we, we forget that we live in a spirit world. We forget that angels are ministering. Uh, they are servants of those who are heirs of salvation, Hebrews 1, the last verse says. So that was an interesting thing. The praise was creating the atmosphere of faith in which the angels were able to lay a pathway for the winning of many souls. And we began to hear of great things that were happening. Uh, and people started to get saved in the church more and more. And uh, some, there was a breakthrough in the spirit. Acts 16. Verse 23 and 24. What is this about? Acts, Paul and Silas. Can anyone tell us what happened? 
they'd been beaten and they were just, they were just singing, singing in, in prison. Yes. Exactly. Yes, and the earthquake came and opened the prison. After they, in verse 23, his Paul and so after they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. So, you know, um, I think in the natural, the church, you say, well, if you're going to be a Christian and you're going to preach and do things out in the community, you're going to get into trouble, you're going to get flogged, and you're going to get stuck into jail, and it won't be with a TV and three course meals uh, a day. It'll be, <coughs> if you can catch a rat, you'll, you'll eat. If you can't, you won't. And these guys were flogged. Their backs were bleeding. Their, their arms were and feet were in the stocks. And uh, here they are for, for standing up for Jesus. And uh, the jailer's commanded, upon receiving such orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. Now, I don't think in today's world that many Christians would do this. No. If we get a bit sore and a bit ugly, we forget to keep singing. And we begin to moan and groan and complain. These guys had been flogged with an inch of their life. Their backs are bleeding and bruised. They, they are in the pitch darkness. And they, Paul says to Silas, Hey, Silas, what about a song? Yeah, let's see what we sing. Let's, let's sing to the Lord. And so they'd sing one of the Psalms, probably. <coughs> and, they began, and so they began to sing at the top of their voices. We praise you, Lord. We thank you. And we praise you. And they began to sing and sing and sing. And God said, what's that sound I hear? What's that sound I hear? God is enthroned. God inhabits the praises of his people. And so what happens? About midnight here they are. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose, and the jailer woke up. And when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword, was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself, we're all here. And the jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Hallelujah. This is the power of praise. And that day, he and his household were all baptised. And that was the beginning of the church at Philippi. And Paul wrote the book of Philippians to these guys as the last book that he wrote before he died. And uh, so it started, it started out of a couple of guys who decided that instead of grizzling, moaning and complaining, begin to praise God and begin to shout his praises, hallelujah, in the most difficult of circumstances. God said, I love the sound. I love the sound that trusts me no matter what. I love the sound of someone who can raise a shout even though it's as miserable as sin all around them. And so God does that for us. Jonah was the same. We all know Jonah. Jonah, I won't go to it, but it says Jonah's in the, in the, in the bottom of the... the same. He's, he's covered in seaweed and whatever, well, whatever else the jolly thing's eaten. And here he is, and he begins, and he, he, he says, I'm going to praise God. And he begins to praise God at the bottom of the ocean. He begins to, to shout, because the Lord, I'm going to thank you. I don't know how I got here, but I'm here. And he begins to thank the Lord. He begins to praise God. And the old fish, he got the, oh, for goodness sake, this is making me sick. 
And so he vomits him out on the shore and he goes back to Nineveh and says, repent, and a whole city is born again. A whole city, the king turns and he, 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 he sees the salvation of a whole city. Hallelujah. The power of praise. It began with someone who was willing to not grizzle and moan, but begin to praise him. And there it is. Isaiah 62. We're going. We're going a bit longer tonight, but too bad because we're still going. It's the last night anyway. You can rest next Wednesday. Isaiah 62. You all right? Yes. Psalm, too bad. Psalm 62. <laughs> verse 10. Pass through Isaiah. Isaiah. Mm. Pass through, pass through the gates. Prepare the way for the people. Build up, build up the highway, remove the stones, raise a banner for the nations. The Lord has made proclamation to the ends of the earth. Say to the daughter of Zion, see your saviour comes, see his reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him. They will be called the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord, and you will be called sought after, the city no longer deserted. Um, the gates of praise. Isaiah 60 and verse 18 just says this. You will call, the second part of it, you will call your wall salvation and your gates praise. And here Isaiah says, go through the gates. Go through the gates. Go through the gates. And so we, uh, we, we understand this. And again, there was this, uh, around about the same time, but during another wonderful time of worship and overflowing praise, a young woman saw a city held under siege. Again, we are worshipping God. This is some months later. And we are worshipping God and just the, just the place is filled with the presence of God. The people knew how to sing and knew how to worship him. And, uh, and uh, the woman saw a city held under siege with no way out and no way in. Then in the vision, just as the praise in the church reached a crescendo, she saw the gates of the city open. And out through the gates come, came the army of the Lord, rank upon rank. The enemy shrunk back and eventually broke and fled, and the city was delivered. And again, it's a picture of the power of praise. And you know, there's been some situation, nothing will break through until we begin to praise God. And when we establish his presence in a situation, and this little town desperately needs the high praises of God to be heard Sunday by Sunday by Sunday in the midst of it to break through. Psalm 24. All right, we've just got a little bit to go in this room. And we'll have a coffee. Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates. What's gate? It's, it's talking about praise. It's talking about the gates of praise. To open the gates of praise. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not be able to withstand it. 
And you know, when we begin to praise God and worship Him, something breaks in the spirit world. Something begins to happen. And we, the longer, uh, the more uh, days of that, that we keep that sort of attitude, the more uh, God can work in our situations. Um, okay, I'm not going to go through those scriptures again. We, I think I've made the point. Know this, the God of heaven is drawn to and lives in the praises of God's people. Heaven comes down and angels and the Holy Spirit work miracles of creative power and works of salvation in the atmosphere of praise. It was such an atmosphere that God created the world in which we live. And this is interesting. Job is the oldest book in the Bible. It was the first book to be written. And Job 38 says this. <clears throat> verse 4. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know. Who stretched a measuring line across it? Or on what were its footings set? Or who laid its cornerstone? While the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy. When this world began to be created by God and the Holy Spirit was doing a creative work over whatever period of time that that happened, it says that the angels were watching this and going, Whoa! Look at that! And they were shouting for joy. And the whole of creation was created in this atmosphere of angels and, 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 and the beings in heaven are rejoicing. The morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy as the world was being created. There was a, a spiritual atmosphere during the creation. It is in such a mad atmosphere that God still creates. The Holy Spirit hovered over the earth at its beginning. And the Holy Spirit hovers over situations that concern you and me. Perhaps he is waiting for that song of praise to come from our lives. The praise that declares faith in God, no matter what the situation and how impossible it may seem. Go through, go through the gates. You, can, you and I cannot afford the luxury of not being a praising person. You say, I don't feel like praising God today. I'd be a hypocrite if I was praising God. I'm not happy. I don't feel good. I have failed God. The Lord does not ask you to feel good. He simply says in Psalm 150, verse 6, that everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That has been an encouragement to me because I ask myself this question and I'm feeling miserable. I say, no, there's no way I'm going to be raising a song today, I can tell you. I'm so miserable, I can't. And the question comes, are you breathing? <laughs> The answer has to be, yes, I'm breathing. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. It's quite difficult to escape that sort of encouragement. So we begin to praise God. The last scripture is found in Psalm 67. I love this particular psalm. And it says this, Psalm 67. I have seen these things happen. You cannot grow great churches without praising people we need to really believe for God to add to our musicians and singers so that we can increase in, the, in this area it's good but it can be better in the days that lie ahead the Lord here it is Psalm 67 may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us that your ways may be known on the earth your See, why, does God, why do you need to be blessed? Why is it right for you and I to ask God to bless us? Here it is. 
that your ways may be known on earth. How do you think other people in your whanau, in your uh, area of influence, are going to find Jesus if you're not a blessed person? If God is handing out blessings, I'm in the queue. If God says there's things available, I'm lining up. So that others might know him. You see? May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples justly and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. Then the land will yield its harvest. And God, our God, will bless us. God will bless us and all the ends of the earth will fear him. You see, God's God saying, may the people praise you. May all the people praise you, Lord. Then, then, when? When the people are appraising people. When did God break through for Paul and Silas? When they were praising him. When were the armies defeated for King Jehoshaphat? When the people were praising him. You know, when the salvation begin to break out in the town, when the people are praising the Lord, hallelujah, no matter what, then, then the land will yield its harvest. You see, the harvest, people are held, they are blinded, they are held in the grip of demonic bondage. They are blinded, they can't see. They can't see it. You and I have been there. We can't get it, we can't see it. Until there comes a breakthrough from heaven, until things begin to happen, yeah? Till we meet somebody who is blessed. Till we meet somebody who, is, who, who is, is carrying the blessing of God. Then the land will yield its harvest and God our God will bless us. God will bless us and all the ends of the earth will fear him. Amen? So what, you know, what's going to be my attitude? I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continue to be in my mouth. People say, how come you, you have such a blessed life? Because it's a praising life. I've learned to praise him no matter what. I've learned to thank him no matter what. I trust him implicitly. He will turn the worst things, he will turn them to good. Hallelujah. So Lord, we thank you tonight. You're such a good God and I pray, Lord, that we will learn the power of praise. This missile, Lord, which can break through the most difficultly bound up hell and, 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 and hell situation. This weapon of praise can penetrate those things and launch the word of God and the blood of Jesus and the power of your name, Lord, just like nothing else will. Lord, there are some situations where only praise will bring victory. So I pray that we'll learn how to use this weapon. Lord, along with the other things that we've talked about, I pray that this will become part of the arsenal of our Christian heritage so that we might be overcomers in this life. Not just for our sake, Lord, but for the others that walk behind us. Lord, that they also might be able to overcome. So, Father, thank you. I pray your blessing upon this group of people tonight. And ask the Lord that you imprint this word into their hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.